Have you ever experienced a travesty that changed your life? Hello, hello, this is Lara Pareka, and we are getting ready to experience right now how a setback can actually be a setup for a comeback. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to catch a sudden chill. Watch out for Cruella de Vil. Have you ever experienced a travesty that changed your life? Me too. About 10 years ago, I was working in the fifth largest school district in the United States. I had been a teacher, then a teacher trainer, then train the trainer. But when the financial tsunami occurred, they threw us back in the classroom, and I was happy to work with little kids again. However, my boss was, you guessed it, Cruella DeVille. Let's just call her Cruella for short. And boy, oh boy, did she make my life miserable. I remember releasing my first graders at the end of the day to get on the bus, and I stepped up onto the bus and said to the bus driver, that principal is trying to get me fired. And he answered with something that was very prophetic, and I would remember and keep it in the back of my mind for a long time. He said, Laura, that lady is just a stepping stool to your new life. Someday you'll thank her. Thank her, I thought to myself. I will never thank that woman. She is nothing but miserable, out to get me, out to fire me. But I got to tell you something. I would look back now and thank her. Here's why. You know what? I've often said, stumble, but don't crumble. You know, we can turn grief into growth. And this is what I had to do. It took me almost the past 10 years, I would say about seven years, to take uh, my ups and downs and the trials and tribulations and to come up with a, a roadmap on how to handle when major travesty occurs in one's life. It could be the loss of a person you love. It could be the loss of a job. It could be moving to a new city. There are so many things that we can categorize as big events in our lives that can cause us to either stumble or crumble. But what I did, and what you can do too, is I turned grief into growth. And I can tell you about my long road. (laughs) And you might say to me, Laura, there are no shortcuts. Why are you saying you can give me a shortcut? Well, I'll tell you what, there may not be shortcuts, but there is a back door. And I can show you the back door and help you to find a quicker route, a quicker way to get to your dreams and to have your best life now. You can reinvent yourself. You know what? Change change can be inevitable. They say there is nothing constant in this world but change. And I would agree. However, we can reinvent ourselves. Sure, I spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of aggravation, but you can have the benefit of my trials and tribulations. Change is inevitable, but change can be good. Over the last 10 years, do you know that I've written four books? Do you know that I've coached people for four figures a month each? (laughs) Yes, I have. I've been happy. I've found freedom and no stress anymore. Oh my gosh. Stress was a big part of my life and it isn't anymore. And that bus driver was right. 
I want to thank that woman (laughs) for causing this kind of change that helped me to grow through that grief. And I came up with three weapons that you can use that can help you in your future as well. Because I've asked my tribe, I've asked people, hey, have you ever had to experience a travesty? And they've said, oh, oh yeah, how many times, right? Now, here's what I've come up with. And this is really, really key. Three weapons that you can use. And they'll be symbolized by a light, a rope, and a stick. These are the three weapons <laughs> that we can all use when the next time travesty hits, the next time a big transition occurs in our lives. Will they be villains in your life? Yes. Will there be some dead ends along the road when you maybe take a wrong turn? Yes. But could you use a few tools to guide you? Yes, you could. And yes, I did. It's okay to stumble. Have you ever stumbled when you were a child? Have you ever stumbled in your life? How many times? How many times? Raise your hand if you were born walking. No, right? We've all stumbled. And we learned to walk when we were a child. And for now, just think of stumbling as a natural part of growth. If you're going to grow, you got to fall down sometimes. I've often told my students, fail forward fast. It's okay to stumble. Just don't crumble. Now, As if it weren't enough for me to have gone through the last 10 years and to finally say about three years ago, yes, I finally made it. I have surmounted all of these problems. As if that weren't enough, of course, travesty would have to hit again. It was about three months ago that I just began letting go. I would look at my front door and I would think, he's not coming back. You know, 15 years of marriage, 18 years of being in love, and he's not coming back. Tell you what, I would hold his hand in the hospital, particularly in the ICU, because at first we thought, no problem, he'll surmount this, he'll get out. But boy, that last week was just a dive downhill. I remember holding his hand in the intensive care unit, his two sisters on the other side holding his other hand. And I just uh, instinctively Maybe it's because I had been a school teacher for many years. I instinctively just bent my head down to whisper in his ear, and I whispered this song. Hush now, my darling, rock-a-bye and good night. Close your eyes, little darling, go to sleep. You can picture the cow It jumps over the moon and the dish runs away with the spoon. Hush now, my darling, rock-a-bye and good night. Close your eyes, little darling, go to sleep. And go to sleep he did. He never woke up. It was very, very sad, very traumatic. My daughter said to me on the phone, Mom, you're only 61. It's okay. You'll get through this. You've got a lot of more life in you. Don't worry. I know all the plans you have for your future, and you can still do it all. You know, they say you can't take, them, can't take it with you when you die. This is so true. He could not even take his wedding ring with him. Nothing. And you know what? I couldn't take him with me. 
The chaplain said it best when he came in to talk to me and he was telling me, Laura, it's a process. You do it your way, but make sure that you feel all your feelings. It's a process. And I could sum it up best by saying, the way out is the way through. Yes, the way out of all of this is the way through. You know, my husband used to be a pilot and he would take me up in Cessnas and Pipers and Beechcraft, small airplanes. And oh, it was so much fun to go up in the sky with him. He, he was so sexy with those earphones on and the little microphone that came right to his chin as he spoke to the command center. I just felt on top of the world when we would fly. Now, when you're flying, there is a saying, if the map doesn't agree with the ground, the map is wrong. Well, the map did not agree with the ground, and my reality was certainly not the same anymore. You see, I had a map in my head of my future with my spouse, but it crumbled down because no longer did I have that future that I had planned with him. I had to create a new map. If the map doesn't agree with the ground, the map is wrong, not the ground, not the reality that I now had to live with. So I had to create a new map. I had to do things like let go and allow my feelings. I had to take action too, because slight gentle cause over the environment makes one feel more proactive. I had to look for the learning. What was it that I was to learn in all this? including helping others. How can I help others to go through this in a quicker, easier way? How could I take the steps that I took and make it easier for someone else who was going through a transition like this? I went to several grief groups, and one of them had little old ladies that were 10 and 12 years widowed, and they were still struggling. Surely there's a way that I could help them. I can help them to not have to struggle so much, so hard. Well, I'm happy to say that I took my own advice. And while I may have stumbled, I did not crumble. Now I am cooking again. I admit it, for months I couldn't cook. I used to cook for my husband. He loved all my meals. And I just didn't have the energy or the enthusiasm to cook. I just didn't. Uh, it was just a, a depression I felt. I was sad. I was exhausted. I was fearful of the future. And so I didn't cook. But I learned. <laughs> I learned as time went by that I did have good friends. I became stronger in my friendships. The ties were stronger. And I created new friendships. And now I'm cooking again. I'm still standing better than I ever did. That song really hits true right now. Feeling like a true survivor, looking like a little kid. I love that song. And why do I say looking like a little kid? Because little kids live in the now. Like your cat or your dog, they are here and now. They are in the present. I had to learn how to be in the present, to live in the now. And I'm really happy about this process I created. I call it living in the now and taking grief to growth. You can celebrate as well, and you can live in the now. You can have the same benefits that I've gotten because I'm here to help you. And the chaplain said it best, didn't he? 
He said, the way out is the way through. Join me in future episodes when I go through how, because the how is real important. It is the process, not me, that can be the savior for us all. I really, really am very proud of that moment that I stood there with the chaplain and took heed on what he said. Because you know what? When you're ripe, you're rotten. My husband always said that. Um, We think we're ripe. (laughs) That's when you get knocked down again, but you get back up. The way out is the way through.